Welcome to Fire Nuggets with Pastor David. Our hearts are restored, faith awakened, all to the glory of Christ Jesus. Thank you for listening. Today, I want to talk about what I call 12 facts you need to know about spiritual freedom. For you to carry blessing upon your life, manifest blessing. There's some things you need to know. There's some facts you need to know. You must be free to manifest this blessing. A lot of people have received blessing. I receive it. I receive it. All of a sudden, you go back home and you see somebody come steal it because you are under the captivity of that person. There was something that was popular in the world then. They call it colonization. When a country will colonize a, another country. If your country has been captured, everything that belongs to that country belongs to the colonial master. The same thing that happens when you are in captivity. You cannot boost of something that is yours. No wonder you walk, but you can't see it. Tell your neighbor, freedom is my portion. I have to be free today. You see, when you know the truth, the truth sets you free. Let's quickly look at the scripture. Second Timothy. Let's, let's look at what you have in Second Timothy. Second Timothy 2.26. It says, And that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the what? The devil. Who are taken captive by him at his will. There's some people that they have been captured at the devil's will. And that's not the will of God that you should be in captivity. Say, and that they may recover themselves. I'm praying for somebody here. You will recover yourself by fire. In the name of Jesus. People will say, what do this man mean by yeah, you can be you can be enslaved by anything. I know some people that are enslaved by cigarettes. Despite the fact that you know that they said uh, smokers are liable to what? To die. You see it everywhere. You can even read it. But you are still doing it. You are enslaved. You are not free. You are not free. You are not free. There's some people that oh they are they have high blood pressure. And they have been to the doctor. The doctor says, oh, stop alcohol. But you believe that alcohol is meant for real men. And you keep taking it. You keep taking it. You, keep, you have been a slave. That's those people that Paul was talking about here. Let's quickly look at the book of Hebrews again. Hebrews 2. Hebrews 2, 15. 12 facts you need to know about spiritual freedom. Hebrews 2, verse 15. goes that. He said, And deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to what? Bondage. The Lord is telling us here that someone can be subject to bondage all their lifetime. I'm talking to the elderly people here. I was hearing a man of God when I was coming. And the man of God said something. That the older you are, the more fear should have left you. 
We have, we have so many people that are holding, but they are still afraid. Fear. Fear of what will happen next. But by the time you know, just like what I told you now, see what God has done for David. He has faced lion. He has faced. So by the time he got to Goliath, was he afraid? No. So a lot of people are subject to bondage all their lifetime. Bondage that you know is there, but you don't know what to do about it. So people decide, and there are different ways to deal with your uh, with uh, with bondage. You can some people can afford. I cannot can afford to ignore. It's not there. You know that that will, when it's time it will go. Those are the people that die with it, but it will still be there. You know when you ignore it, you you behave as if you are okay. Everything is working. And you start confessing that hey, what will be, will be. If God likes it, we do it. If he doesn't like, so be it. Hey, when the suffering comes, you will know that there is, you should have done something. I'm praying for anyone that have lost hope. As I'm speaking right now, that anointing of encouragement, let it be released upon your life in the name of Jesus. To a fact. The Bible let us know that we should resist the devil. And if you resist the devil and you discover that the devil is not fleeing, watch your level of resistance. There is nothing, there is something you are doing wrong. So what am I trying to tell you here today? It's possible for a Christian to be in captivity. And there are, some, there are two types of captives. Number one. We talk about the lawful captive. Those that, the reason why they are in captivity is lawful. It's, in, it's because they have broken a rule in the spirit realm. Like, let me tell you something now. If you are here now and you have committed abortion before, there's something that is really, really consequence of abortion. Such lives faces frustration. It gets to a level that everything you do, frustration, 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 frustration. So when such a person comes to the pastor, and the pastor just gets and say, yes, I break the yoke of frustration in your life. Break, break, break. The demons will be looking at pastor that this is lawful now. This is lawful. My pastor, what are you praying about? Change your prayer. Then those are the things that make power, pa pastor look powerless. Powerless is lawful. So if that pastor could detect that, the, the prayer change to God, have mercy. And with mercy, the Bible says, mercy prevails over what? Judgment. You are seated there. Your mother has destroyed so many lives. Destroy, put this one, kill that one, kill that one. They are just killing anyhow. Then you are here, you are facing deaths on all side. And you come before the pastor. Pastor, they said you have been doing it. You have to do it again. And the pastor starts speaking in us. Those demons will be watching. I say, we are here what? Lovely. You see why sometimes when we say pray for mercy, some of us need to pray very well. It's something that my father did for me that I will never forget. That thing is top notch. What is it? He 
cut us off from our village totally. And I asked him, I said, why? Everybody is going to village, why? He said the last time he went to village, what he saw them do there? He doesn't want his family to be part of it. Why some of us have seated that? Our own parents have made us what? Part of those things. And when the effects start coming, those are those people we call the what? The lawful captives. So some of you, you might be looking and say, ah, see this person just came to church and see what the Lord is doing. I don't think God loves me. Oh, ah, This God is partial. He's not partial. Their old captive is what? Unlawful. Those are the things that makes pastor to shine. Those ones, that's how we go, hey, bah. That's the end. Amen. And people, when they are praying for pastor, they say that's the type of case that should be coming to pastor. It's good to say amen. That one, you don't struggle a lot. Because Jesus will always what? Prove himself. But those ones, when you call Jesus, they're saying, no, no, no. There is a written agreement. There is something that we are holding on to. And let me tell you, those things are facts. And if you don't read it, that's why I tell people, I normally tell people, if you are here, you know your mom is a witch, your father is this. One thing you need is service to God. That is what can take you out of the authority and manipulation. That is why you saw when Jesus started work and Mary wanted to play the role of mother, I said, no, 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 no. I've crossed over. So that's why I normally tell people that if you know that, make sure nothing takes you away from service. Always, those are the set of people that Saturday, they should be here washing the toilet. They should be on every group. They will be asking you, are you in every group? You say yes. With that, there's some curses that will do because you have changed what covenant. Did you get what I'm saying? But some people don't understand that. That's why you see those people that are, those are the people that will say, hey, some people are looking at me somehow. I will not come to church again. I will say, hey, is that demon in your foundation that is really dealing with you? Because they know that under service, when you are serving, as you're serving, they cannot touch you. But once they pull you out of service, they will say, I can serve anyway. Where, where last have you evangelized? Once they pull you out, they gain control again. Sometimes we have to say this so that you understand. So the second type is the unlawful captive. Those ones that maybe somebody just envy you and because you are not prayerful, they just put something in your life and the thing is affecting you. You come to prayer like this, you just release one word. Bah! The thing goes out. But with these two things, you know that people under captivity. What is bondage? Let me answer. When we say bondage, we mean to be limited, to be confined, to be caged, to be bound. You know, when you are in the cage, sometimes you can do all those things you are doing, but you are limited, but you can still perform. It's just like a bird in the cage. That will not stop you from singing. You can still sing but your singing cannot go far away. You know why some, some birds can sing here in Dallas now? They can fly to Louisville to sing again. You, it's only Dallas you cannot listen. And limited people can hear you when you are in the cage. 
What does bondage mean? To be a slave. Unable to stop when you want to stop. To be under the control of another power. Another power. You're beautiful. You should be married, happily married. But there is a force saying no way. And you're seeing that force in your dream. I know somebody going through marital, uh, marital problem. I always give prayer point and say, what's the dream? What dream do you say? I saw myself. I was the queen in a kingdom. And everybody, they were bowing down. They were bowing down. I said, who is the king? He said, the king is very black, powerful man. You need deliverance. No wonder marriage doesn't work. Because she's what? A slave. She's a slave. She's under the control of a particular power. What is bondage? When you resist profitable changes, those things that will change your life, you will resist it. You fight it. It's bondage. What is bondage? Those that have captured you, they are the one that determines your life. They determine what you do. Then what is this spiritual freedom I'm talking about? This is meant for people that want to fulfill their life. Those people that want to fulfill their life, they need it. And you have to know something, that freedom is never free. You must fight for it. How many of you like the peace in America? There are some people that fought for it. It doesn't come automatically. You fight. Another thing that you should know about freeing yourself is that freeing yourself may be easy, but remaining free is harder to, to sustain that your freedom is harder. And what am I trying to tell people here today? I'm telling you that liberation is not deliverance. A slave is still a slave if he cannot think free. So sometimes that things are to start from the heart. So let me quickly go through the 12 facts right now. And we'll round up for today. But I'm praying for someone. Every captivity that has stopped you from enjoying the joy of the Lord. That captivity shall be broken in the name of Jesus. Yeah. That captivity shall be broken in the name of Jesus. Yeah. And some people will say, but I'm a Christian. My pastor told me that once you are saved, everything is gone. Ah. Once you are saved, you have the weapon to make everything to go. Everything doesn't go. That's why when Jesus came, he said he came for salvation. He came to set the captives free. Just like... You, what you have just said right now is that when you are saved, all your infirmity is gone. No. no. Some people have been saved now. And that problem you have been having, that skin problem is still there. That mark on your nose that you have tried everything to remove is still there. So that's what we are talking about. So don't let us be ignorant. So let me go through the facts one by one. Fact number one. There can be no true freedom when 
you are in bondage internally. When you are in what? Bondage internally, there is no true freedom. What do I mean by that? Until the heart is delivered, you still remain in bondage. That's why I was talking about fear. A lot of people, God has set you free. But there is this fear that brings that bondage back. The fear of, ah, when will this thing come back? Will this thing come back again? And you have testified, though. And you say, ah, hey, will this thing ever come back? Will this thing ever come back again? Oh, ah, and that's your new fear. Then you have not been delivered. But I'm praying for anyone that is nursing the spirit of fear. I order the bondage of fear over your life to be broken in the name of Jesus. I order that bondage to be broken in the name of Jesus. I order you to be, to be broken in the name of Jesus. The bondage of the heart that I'm talking about is the one that will make you look at somebody and say, I will never forgive you. It's the one that makes you not bitterness. Some people will say, ah, drop bitterness. You say, ah, you are the one. You are the one that is stopping me from showing the lion inside of me. Hey, go show it. You will discover that the more you nurse hatred someone, somebody, the more you are able to defeat that person. So those of you that nurse hatred, that picks up, you know, Christians come up with all sorts of things. All sorts of things. Hatred. The reason why we have not been able to convert so many to Christianity is because of our hate. The Bible says that we should hate the sin, not the sinner. Do you understand that? That's why Jesus could penetrate. Because he loved the sinner, but he condemned their what? Their sin. Hatred will not allow you to have that freedom. There are some people, the reason why your, your relationship is not going, is what you are punishing the person, the present person, the sin of what some people have done to you in the past. In captivity. Do you understand what I'm saying? What somebody has done for you in the past. You are still holding it. You are using it to punish this present person. There are men that their first girlfriend betrayed. Big time. And they were really in big shame. Now, they are punishing their present wife. Based on that. They are in bondage. So your heart must be free. So what is catching your heart? Is it unforgiveness? Is it bitterness? Are you that type of person that when you see people doing well, you're not happy? I'm telling you the reason why we say come out. They come out and they come back. That's what I'm telling you. Your heart. What is in your heart? There's some people still in your heart that once, they, once their thoughts come to your heart, your blood pressure will go up. If they quickly measure it, they will discover that the blood pressure. Those people, you need to get them out. I pray that God will help you in the name of Jesus. Number two, fact. The enemy is using witchcraft to cage man until you rise, raise a battle against witchcraft. You cannot freely boast of freedom. If you are a black man, you are a black woman, and there is intense witchcraft in your family, and you refuse to rise up to fight it, that witchcraft will keep putting you in bondage. I know a lot of people that it's witchcraft that has stopped them from progressing. 
But you keep complaining. You keep complaining about the party in power. Oh, it's because it's Democrat. It's because, I'm telling you, there are some people, whether it's Democrat, whether it's Republican, they are still being blessed. Some people say, ah, it's because of this person. No, 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 no. It's witchcraft. So I want to ask you, have you raised a battle against witchcraft? What is witchcraft? That is the manipulating power that makes sure that you don't manifest God's glory. And it's in every family. It's in every family. So people say, ah, my family, my family, my fa I pray that the Lord will open your eyes and you see the depth of witchcraft there. You know that your nature overcome. This is what happened. The more you are moving close to God, you know there are some people that they are moving closer to the devil. So you got to understand that battle. So when you come to a church like this and we are confronting witchcraft and you wonder, oh, all this witch, 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 you don't understand. If you don't confront them, you cannot declare your freedom because they will keep fighting. The only language they understand is what? Violence. So when they say that this one is fire, fire, this one can fire me, they leave you, they give you respect. They give you what? Respect, adequate respect. So if you are having dream, you are seeing yourself in the means of some witchcraft things, you need to confront them. You need to raise it. So that's why some people ask, Pastor, what should I pray about? You are saying this type of thing, you don't know what to pray about. You need to rise up and begin to pray prayer points like this stronghold of witchcraft in my life. I pull you down. Stronghold of witchcraft in my life. I pull you down. Every verdict of witchcraft upon my life, I cancel you. I cancel because while you are going to bed, there are some people meeting and make, making verdict on you, on your child. You must rise up. So for you to declare boast of freedom, you must have dealt with witchcraft. Some of us, we have, we have given them too much rest. It's time to rise up again. I know some people here now, that sometimes they wanted to get something. It's as if they hold on. They just change their prayer life. Start confronting witches. You discover they will release what belongs to you first. But if you are that person that you are just whining, and say, eh, I don't know where all this will end. I don't know. I don't know why God will allow them to be punishing me like this. This is not fair. This life. After everything I've done. <sighs> story, story. Rise up! Fight. And that's when you become a victorious Christian. Number two. Number three. Yeah, yeah, with me there. Number three. The devil has no free gift. So anybody that is telling you to turn to somebody, there are some people that are importing abs from, from abalists, sophisticated abalists. Let me put it in a light way. Those ones that have offices. They have receptionists. So you are still saying, ah, hey, it's everything. And those people that when you get to their office, you know that this one is not serving the living God. If you go there for help, or you go to strange prophets, you know that the power behind this thing is not right. What these people are doing, but you still go there. I'm telling you, anything you receive there uh, is not free. You are going to pay back with interest. You pay back with interest. You pay back with interest. So, 
don't ever turn. Anybody here that you have been facing through and people have been carrying you, I should be you are the born again one. You are the one that has been talking about God. You better try this. You better try. Everyone's help those that what? Help themselves. And you try. Your bondage has just escalated. Number four. Business is one of the hottest areas of spiritual warfare. If you want to be in business, then you must be a prayer warrior. What do I mean? Anybody into business, you need to pray. Somebody will ask me why. Business. You know there are some people that give you strange money. Now once that money enters that business, that's the end of the business. I'm telling you. But if you are prayerful, just like God has told us today that we are blessed. Nobody can curse you. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's some strange money. Some people say, hey, it's money. Let's go. There's some money that when it eats you like this, everything is dead. So business, anyone that is doing business, you must be prayerful. You must be in charge. You are collecting money from agents of darkness from Marine Coast. You are the one helping them. And they come, say all is business. Although you are seeing serpent in front of the head, say all is business. If you are not prayerful, every money they give you, they get it back ten times. So if you are in business, you must be prayerful. Very prayerful. Number five, your dream life is your spiritual monitor. Don't joke with your dream life. Anyone here that you have not been dreaming, please, you need help. See your pastor. If you are here, you don't dream or you forget your dream. You need help. Something is going on they don't want you to know. That's why some people, when it happens, it's like shock. Because they keep it away from you. So if you are here, you don't dream. Or when you dream, you forget it. Or your dream life is a battlefield. You need to do something. You need to pray. And the Lord will turn things around for you. Number six. Life problems are like trees. They have roots. Most times, the problem that we have, if you want to get rid of it, try to locate the root. How do you locate the root of a problem? When things are happening in your life, can you pray the prayer of inquiry? God, what is the reason for this problem? But what most of us do is that we cut the leaves and it will grow back. I say, but this thing I've got, you have not identified what? The root. Once you identify the root, deliverance is sure. Once you identify the root, problems will just disappear. So I'm giving you a challenge now. Is that something that has been reoccurring in your life? Something that you don't like? Something that you, you ask God? Why is this going on? Ask God, oh God, show me the root, the, the root behind this problem. What's the root of this problem? And there will be testimony. Number seven thing you have to know. Hundred years of worry will not pay a cent of any debt. It will only empty the strength of today. What does that mean? Worry cannot help you. Some people don't know they worry. It, some people say, ah, 
I'm not, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about my life. No, yes. If you are thinking, you are coming up with plans. Thinking shows that you are planning. You understand? That what do I do? I, I have to do this. I have to do that. But worry is the one that says, hmm. This person has gotten married again. <laughs> is there something? Something is wrong with me. Should I go face my mom and tell her that she's a useless mom, that she's seen me? You know, that's how worry starts, though. I've seen people go on to meet their mom and say, your mates are collecting witchcraft to help their children. You are here. I'm suffering. And the woman will not go collect witchcraft. They say, bring that. <laughs> bring your invite. <laughs> I've seen people like that. Worry. Anytime you worry, some people will worry, ask questions. Those of you that have been asking, will I ever have a child? It's worry. But those that are thinking, say, God, what, what do I need to do that I've not done? Is there anything that I still need to cover? And I know some people, the reason why they now have peace, we've got to say, wait for me. I'm working on something. You see, when you hear that word, wait from the Lord, it never fails. It never fails. So worry cannot help you. Come on, what's that worry? So people now, you are, you, are, you are in your 40s now. You are worried that, ah, there is no what will happen when I'm 70 years? Who will take care of me? It's worry. But when you're thinking, you can plan your life. That people will be seeking you. You are not seeking anybody. Should I tell you the solution to loneliness? Success. There is nobody that isolates a successful person. Even your second, second cousin, they will resurface. You know all those second, second cousins? They will be describing themselves. They will be describing their parents. That you know my dad. You know my dad is short. He's, I don't, I can't remember. We used to come to your house. Success. So why, instead of bothering yourself with that, why not shoot for success? Number eight. Problem cannot be solved at the same level of which it's created. If it's dark power that puts the problem there, then you need to apply light. If you are in a particular level, when the problem came spiritually, you need to move higher to conquer it. There are lots of people now that are saying, God, do this for me. God is saying that for, because he knows the enemies. They will not stop. Let me tell you, they don't stop. If Pharaoh could not stop, he saw all those moves, those ten moves. He did not stop. They don't stop. So the reason why God has not removed what you ask him to do, God is telling you, up your spirituality. Up your spirituality. And some people will just say, ah, I'm not a pastor. Why should my spirit? You need to help it. Number nine. Any growth that is not towards God is growth to decay. Leaving your God outside life is a, outside God is a disaster. The God factor must be there. God. A lot of us, we do, I was sending the workers today. I said, a lot of us don't even, God knows that we don't need his help. That's why we are suffering. 
Can you just change your attitude and tell, let God know that I depend on you? Can somebody say this? Lord Jesus, I need your help. You know, even to, to, with our kids, some people are having a hard time with their kids. You, have, you are using your human brain. Why not ask for God's help? God's help. You see, when God help you, like someone, there was a word of prophecy here. I don't know whether you can remember a mother that the daughter has been misbehaving and a word of God just came. She has been praying to God. A word just came that that thing that is that has caused division between you and your daughter is over. And he said that day, while she was still watching, the daughter woke up and gave her a hug. You know, when mother missed their daughter's hug for so long, he said the hug has not been there before. She thought she could do it on her own. But when God stepped in, can some of you move away now and allow God to handle your case? Some of us say, ah, I can do it. I can do it. Some of us, even the prayer we are praying is from our head, not from God. No wonder there is no solution. Number 10. You cannot be permanently caged unless you are the one that built the cage. <laughs> do you understand that? If you are the one that is using your hand to do yourself, it's what you are doing. That one is forever. As men of God are picking you out, you are building it again. So what is in your hand that is putting you in captivity? There are some people that you cannot afford to live some type of life. Once you go there, there is punishment. No wonder you keep going back and you are having the same problem. I pray that God will help us in the name of Jesus. And another thing that helps us to be free is if we have this mind that your life here determines your life after. When you have heaven in your heart. You know a lot of Christians don't have heaven. The only thing you have is that after I do this, I get my first million. After million, I move to this. I build a house here. I do this. I start a business. Yes, when I win lottery. That's the only thing people are thinking of. Nobody thinks that. What if the trumpet sounds? You know, when we have that type of mind, there are some things that will restrict us. There are some things that we do, that people do. They say, ah, everybody do it here. Everybody, you won't be able to do it. And you have that mind. You will not last in bondage. Bondage, when you are heaven conscious, bondage will disappear. The last one. There is a power in the blood of Jesus that delivers to the whole tamos. So any bondage that is in your life, there is one blood that can set you free. That is what? The blood of Jesus. With this few points of mind, by now you should have answers to why some problem refuse to go. With this few points on mind, you should know the reason why you have to hold God back. If you don't want to be in bondage, you have to hold on to what? On to God. 
You have to hold on to God. You should not be part of people that are begging. And some people, they should not beg you to join group. Some people, they should not beg you to be active in church. You know that that lies your freedom. Let's rise up on our feet. Let's close our eyes and talk to God. Tell God, God, I'm tired of being enslaved. I want to be free. I've heard today that it's when I'm free, El Shaddai can manifest in my life. I want to be free. Talk to God. The Lord, anything that has enslaved me, have mercy upon me. I want to be free, Lord. Talk to your God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Ramaposhatariya. And if you are here, you want to give your life to Christ. You want to rededicate your life. You have a very good opportunity now. Just raise up your right hand and say, Lord Jesus, I surrender unto you. I'm back. Yes, I can see those hands up. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm back. Aha. I want to rededicate my life. Talk to God. And say this after me. Lord Jesus, have mercy upon me. Come into my life. Come in to be my God. I surrender my life to you today. Have your way. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Are you we hope that you enjoyed today's edition of Fire Nuggets with Pastor David. If you would like to get connected with us, please visit mfmdallastexas.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Peace and blessings to you in Jesus' name.